Hey, how's life? This is Minister Joanne Williams from Grace on Display Ministries. Welcome to the Art of Successful Living. Learn how to overcome personal difficulties, make better choices, and cultivate a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Hey, how is everybody doing? Well, I hope. On the eve of this Thanksgiving, let's talk about Twas the Night Before Christmas. Our title today is A Night of Good News. Ever wonder what people meant by I wish you a Merry Christmas? What is this saying a wish for? I can tell you it's not the presents under the Christmas tree. It's not about Santa Claus, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the Frosty Snowman, or even a white Christmas. So, what is it? Well, let's get into today's lesson and find out. We're going to start with when the angel Gabriel visits Mary, found in Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. This tells us the story of the angel Gabriel's visit to Mary. Boy, this must have been quite unnerving for Mary. A visit from a heavenly being telling her that she, a virgin, has been chosen to give birth to the Savior of the world. Mary was initially frightened until Gabriel told her that she had found favor with God. Gabriel explained to her that she would conceive a child by the power of the Holy Spirit. Believers rightly celebrate Jesus' birth, but in all actuality, it was a normal birth. If being born in the stable could be called normal. However, his conception was and is a one-time event that is unique in all of history. The angel told Mary a few things about her soon-to-be son. He told her he was to be called Jesus. He also said he will be great and be called the Son of the Most High. What else? God will give him the throne of David. He also said there will be no end to his kingdom. Lastly, he will be called Holy, the Son of God. Now, we got to take into consideration the background, what was going on at the time. Well, at this time, Joseph and Mary were engaged to be married. In their culture, when a man and a woman were engaged, it was very much as if they were married, only without the sex. When Joseph found out that Mary was pregnant, he decided that he should divorce her without any publicity. Joseph was probably very confused about the situation. He believed he was marrying a virgin and now discovers that she's pregnant. Ain't that something? I can't even imagine I don't know about you, but I can't even imagine what that conversation must have been like. And then 
people would think that Mary had been unfaithful to her spouse already. Still, Joseph could have made a public spectacle of Mary, disgraced her publicly in order to preserve his pride. However, apparently Joseph was a better man and decided to divorce Mary quietly. But God had other plans for Joseph and Mary. In Matthew chapter 1 verses 18 through 25, an angel also appeared to Joseph in a dream, reassuring him that Mary's pregnancy was a gift from God and that Joseph should not be afraid to take Mary as his wife. Once again, the angel included in his message that the baby's name was to be Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus is the Greek form of a Hebrew word meaning Jehovah, God will save. Even the name God gave Jesus testified to his mission in life. So, believing the word from God, Joseph took Mary as his wife. Now, from there, we have the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem, which is found in Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. Caesar Augustus called for a census to be taken of all those dwelling in his realm. Joseph and Mary lived in Nazareth, but were required by the Roman government to make the trip to Bethlehem in order to register in the census. The census was taken in order to assess the population for tax purposes. So Jesus was born in Bethlehem, even though his parents' home was in Nazareth. This fulfilled the prophecy of his birth found in Micah chapter 5, verse 2. Since this was the time of the census, the city of Bethlehem would be brimming with out-of-towners. For whatever reason, Joseph and Mary couldn't find any suitable accommodations. Then the time came for Jesus to be born. Apparently, Joseph and Mary searched for some place that she could deliver a baby in relative privacy. Most believe that the place was a stable because the Bible says that the baby Jesus was placed in a manger, which is a feeding trough for animals at his birth. Now we get down to Luke chapter 2 verses 10 through 11. And the angels said unto them, He's talking to the shepherds and then, you know, certain shepherds. And the angel says, fear not for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior, which is Christ the Lord. The supernatural appearance of the angel I'm sure rendered these shepherds speechless with fear and also with awe. 
But the good news announcing that salvation from God was brought down to man, I'm sure, transformed their fear to joy. It was a night of good news. The long awaited for Messiah was born. So now let's fast forward to today. A wish for a Merry Christmas is a wish for all to know the joy of salvation through faith in Christ. That's right. Let me emphasize that. Let me say that again. I wish you a Merry Christmas. A wish for you to know the joy of salvation through faith in Christ. Do you know the joy of salvation? Are you glad you're saved? I remember this old song they used to sing. I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. If it had not been for Jesus, where would I be? I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. He saved me. He saved me. If it had not been for Jesus, where would I be? I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. The good news concerning the Savior, Christ the Lord. All humanity was under the penalty of death. Separation from God because the Bible tells us all have sinned. Romans 3.23 So the proclamation made on that first Christmas announced the solution to sin. The advent of Christ was for the express purpose of of saving mankind from the penalty of sin. If you have confessed Jesus as Lord, you are no longer separated from God. Not only did the angel bring good news to the shepherds, but to all people, there is no exception. Salvation is provided for all. Christ's substitutionary death is an unlimited atonement. The scripture tells us in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 6, he gave himself a ransom for all. Having said that, once again, my sincerest wish for you is I wish you a very Merry Christmas. The goal of this podcast is to influence Christian followers to lead successful or more successful Christian lives as they reflect on the love of God and the word of God. You know, it's one thing to say we love Jesus and we're going to follow him, but it's another thing to get up and do it. The question is, How can we do it well? The second goal of this podcast is to develop a deeper interest in and understanding of the Bible. Third, 
to encourage believers in Christ to not accept mediocrity. To encourage believers in Christ not to accept mediocrity, but instead to strive to reach their fullest potential in Christ. If you are looking for the power to endure challenges of the Christian life, live through temptations in our culture, and gain insight and wisdom for decision-making and deepen your walk with God, join us every week and listen to this podcast. Do yourself a favor and subscribe now.